right, guys. So we're joined by one of the best up and coming fighters in MMA. Uh, in my opinion, at least I've been a big fan of this guy uh, for some time now. Archie Colgan, he's fresh off a KO victory in August. And now he's back in action against uh, Jesse Hanama, Bellator 288 on November 18th, if I'm not mistaken. How's yes, it going sir. today, man? Man, it's good. I, I appreciate the kind words. Um, life's good. Camp's been good. Um, you know, a lot of times, these, these last few camps at least, I've had some bumps and bruises going into the fights. Uh, you know, there's some minor, minor things, but just like, you know, I feel great. Like, this has been a great camp for me. Yeah, definitely. You've had some, you know, whether it was a hand injury or this, that, yeah. and the other. So this has been, it's safe to say that this camp has been relatively smooth sailing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, um, yeah, I've had, you know, plenty of notice of the fight. Um, I've had a full training camp. Um, first time going down in 155, but um, I've had, you know, I hired my dietitian. She's, she's the best. Um, so she's doing a great job of doing that. Um, I feel good. Uh, yeah, man, camp's been great. Yeah, so the the you know the cut and everything you said you hired the dietitian has it been like a maybe like a drastic change for you or has the cut been just fine for you? Is it more like no, a mental been, struggle or no struggle at all? It's no struggle at the moment. Obviously, you know, so weigh in is uh, right. Still got approach Thursday, that day, yeah. right? So that that Wednesday night where I'm going to cut my weight, that's going to suck regardless. Yeah, uh, but no, like right now she just does a really good job of keeping me fed and. Uh, keep a track of, of like just my nutrition and stuff and she does a really good job of like just understanding you know how my weight is fluctuating you know we've been doing it we've worked together the past two camps also um but just like you know she just understands my body and she does a good job of, of tracking all that stuff and, and staying on top of it checking on me every day so um yeah it's, it's uh I feel great right now I feel probably better than I did you know when I was five pounds heavier so I feel great but um, you know, I do know that Wednesday night is going to, you know, it's going to suck to cut that weight. Yeah, man, I hear you. Well, I mean, I, I can't relate, right, because I'm not a fighter, but I can yeah. definitely hear you on that. Um, but as I like to do a lot of times, especially you specifically, because you just fought, I want to touch a little bit on the last time we saw you in action quite yeah. recently in August. You know, it was a last minute change of opponent. Didn't seem to affect you in any way. What do you make of the fight now? Like, is there any big takeaways that you get from that that maybe you could take into this next camp? Um, yeah. So I would say like my biggest takeaway was, was like, um, I should just be more comfortable sitting down on my punches earlier. Um, I think a little bit of the hesitancy was, was that I hurt my hand in my fight prior and this is my first fight, first fight back. So I didn't know, you know, like in training and sparring and stuff, at least me, you know, I'm not trying to kill my teammates. So I'm not trying to hit them a hundred percent. So I never threw that thing 100% until I was actually fighting. Um, and I think I could have stopped him earlier in the fight if I had just sat down on my punches in the first couple of rounds. Um, because in in that, between the second and third round, my going back to the corner, my coach said, hey, man, we got to get the finish. Like, it's been good. Like, yeah, you're winning and you, it's great. But, like, you got to get the finish. So they'll, that first exchange, maybe it was the second exchange, but in the third round, you know, I sat down on those punches and, uh, you know, really put him down. That was the beginning to the end for him. So I think my takeaway was just like, just trust my ability to to sit down on those punches and, you know, to counter and move my head from those in those situations and those exchanges. 
and he was a guy that had a lot of well at least a good number of pro fights right was it was it like a really good experience to just be able to go 15 minutes three hard rounds with a guy who has a lot of experience yeah so i you know i didn't i i, I didn't tip myself uh on tough it. guy too because you were throwing some yeah. bombs in there yeah he was i knew that part i knew that he was like a like a physically tough person for the damage that he took i knew that after the fight but I, I went back and I like looked through his record and I saw, you know, a couple of the guys that uh, he had lost to, you know, just a unanimous decision, but they're doing like really well in Bellator. Um, and so I was, you know, I was like, oh, dang, you know, this guy's tougher than I gave him credit for, you know, as an athlete, not as just a tough guy being able to take damage, you know, like as an athlete, I was like, oh, dang, this guy's actually tougher than I thought. And, you know, I gave myself a little bit more credit when I noticed that those guys, who fought him, uh, couldn't finish him. I finished him, first guy to finish him. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, it was a, he was a tough fight, tough fighter. Um, but yeah, I, I plan on doing uh, similar to the same to this next opponent, but uh, ideally quicker. And obviously, you know, speaking of that next opponent, um, I don't know, do you, uh, do you watch tape on sir? You know, cause some fighters, they don't watch tape. Other fighters, they, you know, they like to sort of watch tape or they, you know, but again, other fighters like to let their coaches handle it. Where are you on that scale? Uh, I watch. I think as I progress, I'll probably watch a little bit more into detail, and we'll probably do like a, a full sit down as a as a team, like coaches and me, and do like a full sit down. But for this one, like, yeah, I watched three or four of his fights, maybe two or three, I, I, just a handful of fights, but basically just to like see what he's like is he an orthodox or is he southpaw okay is he taller is he shorter you know just like things like that just like just some basic tendencies and and um you know just the style of fighter that he is more so than like trying to pick him apart and be like all right you know he does he does this with his left hand so i'm gonna counter that i would i don't like i haven't gone into detail like that it's mainly just like okay he leads with his left foot and his left hand Right. And, um, you know, he seems to be a little bit of an inside fighter or an outside fighter, like that kind of stuff, just so I have like a, a, a good understanding. Um, and then I just sharpen my tools. Yeah. And Jesse Anam, I think, you know, has just a few pro fights, right? You fought guys yeah. with, again, we just mentioned the last guy, 12 plus fights or, or whatever yeah. the case may be. Do you think there's certain spots where you'll be able to expose his game, maybe because of certain aspects like that? Yeah, I wouldn't say because of uh, my prior fight, or I guess a little bit because of that. I, I'm building experience as I go for sure. But, you know, just like I train with, you know, really high level people too. So I'm, I'm able to see and feel, um, you know, just just uh, what it's like to be in that, uh, that fight or flight moment a little bit and embracing it instead of running from it. And also like, um, just kind of like how a, a high level fighter thinks and, and moves and operates when they are uh, on the offense side and the defensive side. Right. So I think I'm going to have a, you know, just an, a distinct advantage in that aspect. Plus I just believe I'm a, I'm a better uh, fighter and athlete in general. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned the training, right? Obviously you train with guys like Gaethje, Usman and all that, but I mean, you know, what's it like to pick guys' brains like that? You know, is that, and is that something that you would say has attributed to your hot start? Because, 
you know, I don't know exactly how long you've been there in Denver with those guys specifically, yeah. but obviously you look very good right out of the gate. So I got to feel like, you know, when you have guys like that around you, it certainly helps to, you know, to a certain degree. Yeah, it does for sure. So like they, obviously they, they drop, you know, knowledge bombs all the time that um, if you're, if you're arrogant and, and which you'll be surprised on even guys like who are in my level or, um, you know, guys who are coming up would still be arrogant and not want to listen. But if you're just listening and you're not arrogant about it, they drop so many knowledge bombs that like it's important to to just listen and 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 take them in and, and take them for what they're, they're worth. You know, sometimes they might say, go do that, but that doesn't apply to you. Right. That doesn't work for you. That's not what you do. So then you don't have to say yes to that, right? But then the three other things that they said, they might apply to you, but if you turned yourself away because of the one thing, you know, just things like that. People are, I think uh, that's with all situations. Like everybody's got something to offer. Um, and But obviously when you get to guys who are, you know, very successful in your field, like those two um, and others that I'm around, you know, I, I, I open my ears up a little bit more um, and definitely turn the ego or arrogance or anything that I would have which i don't have for them or really with anybody i take everybody's work but i turn all of that down for sure because i want to hear i want to make sure that like i'm able to retain as much as that as i can because um at some point i'm gonna have to in my career i'm gonna like cross that road where they're talking about right now you know what i mean like they're, they're gonna say like hey man like there's gonna be a time in the fight where you're going to have to dig deep. You know, you guys are going into war and you're going to have to go dig deep in that 30 seconds. Left, you're going to have to get that take that. I know you're tied. Your arms are, you're going to have to, and you're like, man, man, yeah, I finished him in a second. I, you know, stuff like that. And then that time comes and you're like, fuck. So I, I want to always be like, I always want to like, listen to guys, obviously because they're, they're the top of the top, but also because um, I think that they like truly are looking out for my best interests and they like, they're only telling me these things because it's, it's going to be relevant in my life. Yeah, for sure, man. And I, I'm not expecting like an exact timeline of fights or anything like that. Right. But you said, you know, you'll cross that road eventually. Right. I mean, what are you 27 years old now? Yeah. I mean, how far is that road right now? Uh, What do you mean? Like you're saying, you know, eventually you're going to have to cross that road right? Meaning in terms yeah. of like the, the wisdom nuggets these guys give you and all that, but that's because these guys are giving you these wisdom nuggets because they've been in those high leverage fight situations, right? So that's what you referred yeah. to by yeah. one day you'll cross that road. One day you'll be in those high leverage moments, yeah. high leverage fights. So how far do you think, man? Like you're obviously a young guy. I'm not telling you to put like a specific number on it, but yeah, you know, like when do you envision the, the these, these big fights, these big moments, you know, like these high ranked fights and things like that happening? Obviously you don't want to rush the process, but what do you yeah. envision? Man, like honestly, the way that I'm taking them, like when they tell me those those uh, those knowledge bombs and stuff, the way that I'm taking them is that it could happen this next fight. Really, is is okay. I'm like shit. Like you're right, man. What if that? What if you do wake up one day with a stomach bug and it, and that day happens to be fight day? You still have to go fight, and then you go out there and you don't have your best performance, and this guy's not gonna stop, right? And you got to find a way through the fight. Like that's the way I I, I mainly take it on my behalf. It's like. You know, and, and maybe that, like, on experience-wise, it doesn't sound like that's probably what's going to happen, like, right up front. But I'm I'm expecting it to be, like, as if this would be this coming fight, you know, that this guy who does not want to get put away, he's going to continue to fight, and I'm going to have to scrape and crawl for every uh, point that I can get out of this. And, and uh, in that preparation, hopefully, 
um, you know, I'll do my job beforehand. But if not, you know, I got to be prepared to go three rounds and to to get that last 30 second takedown to win the fight and, and stuff like that. Um, but like in time frame for like world championship fights and stuff, I think, uh, you know, a couple of years. Uh, I still want to build myself up. I don't know. Like, I, I believe my, my talents and my skills are, are ready at the moment. Like, I really do. I, I obviously I'm getting better every day and I'm going to continue to get better. And I need to sharpen up on things because I'm not the best Archie that I can be. But like, I do think right now, like I, I'm a problem for anybody who wanted to fight. I do think that. Yeah. And obviously we can't control the future. Right. So you know, I say specifically in a perfect world, what would be next for you? Like, would it be another, you know, another up and coming fighter like yourself, you know, so just another tough guy to continue to prove yourself, something like that maybe, or something else? Um, Yeah, I would like, I would like a guy who's also five, six, seven and oh, or another guy who's like a little bit more veteran and seasoned and has a couple of losses, but He's also proven himself in some wins. Um, but, yeah, definitely, like, another step up in towards the competition. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's like, my ideal situation. I want to continue to challenge myself and push myself. Um, you know, I'll get – after this fight, um, this will be a, a test in itself. And then after that, um, yeah, I would like another guy who's in a similar situation to me who believes that, you know, this is his calling and this is what – um, he is going to be doing for the next 10 years and he believes he's going to be a world champion. And I'd like to take that away from him. Yeah, for sure. And I heard you mention even in the, you know, obviously again, you don't want to look ahead, but I heard you mention in the last fight, the post fight press conference that, you know, even Justin Montalvo, you'd like to get in there with, right. It was a fight that was canceled. That didn't yeah. get to come through. Um, we had him on the show like a few months ago and I think that would be a really fun fight. So, Hey man, you never know, but that would be uh that'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah, so that was the that was the fight that I accepted right. to take. And then um, I'm not sure what happened. I think I heard something that he got hurt. Um, so that's unfortunate. I hope he got better. But, but yeah, you know, I, I don't have any ill intention toward that guy. I don't even know. But I think that he's a, a good competitor, and I think it would be a good fight for the both of us in our careers towards whatever it is that it's going to end up being. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard this before, right? But you'll hear, you know, certain people say, or whether you're veterans or people that have lost, maybe that there's a certain arrogance that comes to an undefeated fighter, just meaning in the sense that like, maybe there's a lack of fear, a lack of, I guess, ignorance is bliss, right? Because you haven't lost yet. Like, how do you manage that kind of stuff? Because I'm not saying that's you, but I mean, yeah. I've heard that before for undefeated fighters, young fighters as well. You're kind of in between that scale, right? How do you sort of manage that stuff? Do you just never underestimate your opponent? Do you, you know, there's so many ways to sort of go about that. But like, what do you, what is your take on that? Um, so a, a couple of different things. Like, I don't underestimate my opponent because at any point, you know, I coach a kids wrestling club, right? Kids yeah, you wrestling. like coaching, right? Yeah. So at any point, I can go in there and a kid who is just a, a sophomore in high school, if he punched me in the right spot, I could knock me out. You know, no train, no nothing. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I, this guy is trained. He believes he took the fight. He believes he can. He has something that will give me a problem or, or to give him the win. So I don't underestimate anybody who's willing to sign that line and take the fight with me. But 
also in doing that, you know, I don't just sit there and think like I'm undefeated. I, I'm going to be Mr. Undefeated the whole time. Like in my head, I've lost so many times in wrestling, you know, like, yeah. like the biggest, the biggest tournament that I ever wanted to, since I was a little kid, you know, that got me to drive through to being a, a division one wrestler um, was to be an all American and a national champion in college. I did not get either one of those. Like my senior year, I was going into this, to the national tournament. Everybody, all the medias had me to be an all American at the end. Of, I think they had me like taking six or something like that, fifth or something. It's top eight. Right. And I was going into the tournament ranked eighth in the country. I didn't place. I've, I've had my heart ripped out. I know what losing feels like. And it's not foreign to me. Like I've, I'm, it's, it, it was four years ago now, but like I remember that shit like it was yesterday. I remember laying underneath the, the, the outside of the bleachers in Cleveland, Ohio, um, bawling my eyes out for like an hour. My coach left and had to come back and say, like, yeah, he's still here and picked me up. And like, I remember everything. Like it was just yesterday. So I'm, I'm not like arrogant in my head and thought that I'm undefeated and I'm not going to lose. And I don't know what it's like to lose and all that. I know what it's like to lose. I know the pain. Um, the physical pain is obviously different, but you know, the, the, the pain that really hurts people is the, the mental pain, right? Tomorrow waking up two months of work, the injuries are gone. You're no longer sore. Two months you wake up you're, that pain. Like, I know what that's like, um, I've lost lots of times and, um, yeah. So I'm, I don't feel as if I'm just Mr. Undefeated. I definitely want to win every fight that I can be, but I know what it's like to lose. I think that's a great answer because uh, I didn't even take that into account, actually, right? Your whole career, right? It was Wyoming that you went to school? Yeah, correct. yeah so you've definitely felt those those hardships, man. For sure, you've felt those hardships. So, um, I mean, I think that's probably something that's even helped you get to this point, right? Being undefeated. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, having successful veterans of the game, you know, I'm sure that doesn't, you know, we spoke about that a little bit, but I'm sure that doesn't hurt either. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, right, when you're training there, right? Since you are so, how long have you been training in MMA specifically? I just had a notification on November 2nd. I had my first amateur fight three years ago. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you're still so young in the game. You know how like when you're young in something and you're learning about it, improvements are at like a far more, like you don't improve at a far larger pace right early on. Right. Cause yeah. you're starting to learn. Do you still feel that? Do you see like drastic improvements from like day to day, week to week, month to month? Or you're like, well, I got a lot better in this department. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, I don't personally feel it like in the moment, but like I'll go a month or two without training with you, let's say. Right. And then, you know, that month or two later we'll train together. And then, you know, you or your coach be like, dang bro, like that shit's really working or, whatever it may be like i've had a lot of people tell me that like dang since the last time we sparred you've gotten a lot better so i don't like feel it in the moment like you know you you don't see your kid really getting taller because you see them every single day and then somebody mm -hmm. will come up like dang you got big you're like what yeah you know it's, it's that same similar process like i don't really notice my growth all the time i do know that i am getting better i do believe that every single day that i, I like clock in i'm like man i just got better today like i do believe that and then, you know, a month or two goes by and then like I get a display and and it's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm blessed. I'm just happy and fortunate and blessed to like continue to, to, to chase this journey and I'm getting better every day. And, um, and I don't just believe that, but it's true. Like it, it is happening. Yeah. 
Absolutely, man. I hear all that. Uh, you said in a press conference after your last fight that you wanted to improve your ground game, specifically your jujitsu. Has that been a a main, you know, has that been a focal point in your camp? Yeah. Yeah. Um, since that last fight, I definitely have been, you know, I make it to like um, three jujitsu classes, uh, like like strictly jujitsu every week. So like it's a it's definitely I wouldn't say that was like my focal point, like it's all revolving around just making sure that I get better at jiu-jitsu or anything. Right. But yeah. it's definitely like a focus that I want to get better at. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to be a black belt. I don't need to be a blue belt. I don't need to be a purple or whatever. Brown belt. I don't need to I don't care about what the color of my belt is. I just need to be able to defend your submissions, um, find a couple of my own and and know just how to properly control another jujitsu guy who's down there on the bottom who's a little bit wiry and scrambly. And then just, um, you know, give them hell while I'm on top of them. That's what I'm looking for. As long as I get the gold belt, you can have the black one. I don't care. Yeah, for sure, man. And it's back to what I said about GSP. Maybe that kind of reminds me is, you know, he wanted to be good in every department, right? Like you see a lot of specialists now and today where they're, you know, they're dominant in wrestling. I mean, you see another specialist, he's a dominant kickboxer or whatever. But you want to be good in all facets, kind of like similar to fighters like that. So, you know, that's kind of where I would – uh take those uh comparisons from when i said that earlier speaking yeah. of that though are there like any legends of the game that you look at that you like to uh mold your game after oh man um yeah you know just being growing up a wrestler and and you know weird enough that we ended up being so close but i like kamaru um that's uh, definitely a but, guy you could look up to <laughs> yeah yeah so it ended up being a little bit weird like when we became like really close friends and, and training partners and stuff. I was like, Oh shit. Like he walked in the room with it. The first time I met him, he like walked in the room and was like, Oh shit. That's when did like, you meet him? But I do probably during was, was Masvidal two before or after Burns? Do you know? Masvidal two was after Burns, I think. Okay. So I yeah. think, I think it was like during the Burns fight. Like during okay. that came. Yeah, he gotcha. came he came to the wrestling practice and I was like looked at a corner eye and there he was. I was like, oh shit, what I do? And I like went to go give him knuckles. And we had met actually a while before that. But then like we like talked a little bit and then you know I came up and I went to go give him knuckles and then he just like walked past me and I was like, ah God. and I looked around to see if anybody saw us. somebody was laughing at me. I was like, ah <laughs> but and then he thought all that I came back and said what's up. But like guys like him and, and Daniel Cormier. Um, you know, those are, those are both like really respected wrestlers, um, to me who have obviously climbed to the top. Um, and then there's just other guys that I like really like, but I don't want to like mold my style after them. Like I like Rampage. Um, he was like one of my first favorite fighters ever. Um, and then like Brock Lesnar, I like, I love Brock and Anderson Silva's my all time go. He's the best. Obviously he's, uh, in that past couple of years haven't been the nicest to him but yeah when he was at prime man he made that shit look like the matrix yeah i wish that guy had retired a while ago because i just think his prime years were so good already but uh yeah. it's a whole nother conversation uh you know speaking of kamar usman you got you know he's around circles of guys like khabib you know ali and all that but speaking of khabib specifically right you had an eagle fc fight right between your two yep. bellator fights how did yep. that whole thing come about and can we you know, is there a chance we could see you back at Eagle FC for another maybe big fight? Yeah, for sure. Um, as far as as far as I know, you know, I have Ollie is also my manager. Right. Um, and he's uh 
I'm pretty sure I can, I can fight for both organizations. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely would fight for Bella or for Eagle again. Um, I think, I don't know why they haven't fought in the States in a little bit, but, um, yeah, I don't really want to fly all the way over to, you know, Russia right now and fight over there right now at the moment. But if they, yeah, I definitely would love to fight for them again. They, they ran a good, clean promotion, and, uh, you know, great hospitality, uh, similar to Bellator. So it was, uh, yeah. yeah. Seems like an up and coming promotion, man. That's why I'm, I'm excited about that. And it'd be exciting to see you maybe in there, you know, back in that Eagle FC cage again in the future. Um, yeah. But it's also nice because you, you know, you're not in like the UFC, for example, where you wouldn't be able to do something like that. Yeah. Right. So is it nice to be at Bellator? Like how's the experience been since you've been here? It's one of the best promotions in the world. Right. I've been a fan of Bellator for a long time. What's it like? Just the atmosphere, you know, the upper ups, like dealing with them. Like, how's it all been? Uh, it was really good. You know, honestly, I, I met Scott Coker at the last fight. I, I got to like tap him on the shoulder and just introduce myself. Got, got a handshake. and uh, Nice to meet you and everything back. And uh, just a real brief conversation. And then everybody else who like, helps out and keeps the, the the ship running and they're awesome like so my last fight that i had in july um was on my birthday july 22nd right right so when i came in on fight day to do my little shake out run warm up over at the, the hotel like locker room you know i walked in and all the ladies like the staff they just started singing happy birthday and i was like oh shit <laughs> it wasn't your it was birthday cool. till 4 30 right i know it's not until 4 30 good job dang yeah, he uh, they they started singing "Happy Birthday" and I was like, "Thank you guys, thank you guys." So that was just cool. Like, they took the extra time to like. I didn't. I wasn't sitting there the whole week and like walking in, checking in, like, "Hey, it's my birthday this week." Like they <laughs> did, they yeah. just knew it, you know. So it was cool. Like, I never told them that it was my birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday. They they like told me it was cool. So they they have great hospitality. They they do a great job. Um, yeah, I have no complaints. Yeah, absolutely. And how could you have complaints, right? You're at the top of your game right now, man. You're, uh, you know, undefeated, up and coming uh, prospect in the sport that everyone's excited to watch. And we do appreciate the time. I have one more question for you. You yes, know, please. what can the fans expect to see from you at Bellator 288, man? When that cage door closes, you know, a win is never guaranteed, but just overall, what can we expect to see? Yeah, it, it, expect a, a composed individual, um, but explosive, athletic, and aggressive absolutely i like it man sweet and simple to the point um yeah. guys archie colgan he takes on uh jesse hanan bellator 288 in about 10 days or so thanks for coming on the show my friend thank you for having me let's go